You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, October 8th. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app, the Spotify Greenroom app, and find one of our Locked On rooms. Again, this is Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins. I will say this postseason already feels more normal. And maybe in a normal postseason, the Twins would have already been eliminated. But it feels more normal with the fans and, and just the atmosphere and watching these games has been a blast so far. Eddie Rosario, I'm watching the Braves. Eddie Rosario playing for the Braves. Uh, Eddie has made the playoffs in four out of the last five seasons, uh, which is good for him. And he's also a back-to-back-to-back division champion, of course, twice with the Twins and now once with Atlanta. And didn't know he was going to end up in Atlanta. You know, signed with Cleveland. It was a big storyline. Ended up not being really a big deal at all. That Rosario played for Cleveland, that he was in the division. Like, it's, I was at the game that he returned. It was cool, whatever. But other than that, it just wasn't a storyline outside of when he signed. A storyline in the American League Central, though, all year was Tony LaRussa. And the White Sox today fell to 0 2 in the playoffs, dropped the first two games of a five game series against Houston. It feels eerily similar to the Twins at Yankee Stadium in 2019. Just, it feels, um, like they're being outclassed, but also like they don't they don't really match up and they don't have the experience. And it's just you can feel it as you're watching. And and Houston is very, very good. And this is two games. Like it's it's important to to have that caveat in there. It's two games on the road, but I want to talk about that today and talk about some links between the American League Central and postseason success. And then we're going to continue with our season in review, uh, looking at when Byron Buxton returned from his first injury. And uh, what happened with the Twins at that point in the season. So we'll continue on with that. But like I said, it's been fun so far. Tampa looks like a powerhouse. Nelly hit a homer last night off the C-ring on the uh, ceiling at, at the Trop. I want to see Nelly win. I'm cheering for Nelly, but I'm not cheering for the Rays, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not actively cheering for the Rays. I'm cheering for Nelly to have success, though. And in order for him, I mean, to have success, I think they need to make a run. But also just to see him have playoff success is something that I want to see. Yesterday, I thought it was a good discussion. I guess when it's one-sided, is it still a discussion? I'm discussing with you, the listener. We're, I'm discussing with you. Uh, I'm sure you're thinking out loud, saying things out loud back at me, saying no, no, or yes, I agree. But I thought yesterday was a good discussion about uh, off-season aggression from this front office and how they should. I think they should change their tune. Uh, this offseason and really go for it early in the winter if they can that that comes with the disclaimer that free agents may not want to sign early in the offseason a lot of them don't especially the big names you know Marcus Stroman or Kevin Gausman those guys I always mention those two because the twins are looking for high-end starting pitching and those two with Robbie Ray and I want to leave out Robbie Ray at the top of the market in terms of the uh, the highest upside and probably the most expensive those three but when you look at this offseason, I think it's important for them to be aggressive. I think it's important for them to be on the offensive. Don't be on the defensive. That's what it felt like last year. And it, it did make sense. That's what it's felt like the last couple of years. It made sense, and I can understand the strategy, but I think things have changed. I think with the way that the offseasons have gone, how they've panned out, how some of the signings have gone, it's okay to change, and it might be a good thing 
to change and just see how it goes, like being much more aggressive early and and committing more money early in the offseason. And I think that has a positive impact on fan morale too. So I, I discussed that more yesterday. But I thought, um, you know, that thought kind of came together. And it, it, as a fan and as, you know, the host of this podcast, of course I want them and we all want them to be aggressive as fans this offseason. But I think it might serve them right in the success category to be more aggressive because they can change it up and see if see if something changes with those signings or, or by being more aggressive, will they have a better chance of getting their guy in the long run, the Marcus Semyon or the uh, Zach Wheeler or the Hugh Darvish? Uh, will be, you know, choosing aggression, will that increase your odds of getting that first guy and not your second option in Anderson Simmons, Jay Hap, Matt Shoemaker, the list goes on. Let's talk about uh, the American League Central here because the White Sox, as I said, dropping to 0-2 in this playoff series against Houston. Houston is very good, and Houston eliminated the Twins last year in the playoffs after coming in 29-31. and They were a losing team that made the playoffs for the first time ever. Of course, I think it, it had to be the first time ever. I, I believe that was a storyline last year in the uh, expanded postseason and the shortened season. But you just knew Houston still has incredible talent, incredible talent. They had George Springer last year against the Twins, and they even lost Springer in their lineups insane. Altuve, Brantley, Jordan Alvarez is a beast. Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel won the batting title at like 37 years old or whatever and, and hits for power too. Kyle Tucker had an unbelievable season and hit a homer today off Craig Kimbrell. It, uh, it's amazing what their lineup can do, and that's without getting really anything from center fielder from catcher, especially from catcher. Uh, Jason Castro is their left-handed option. Martin Maldonado. Uh, the right-handed catcher behind the dish. But it's it's interesting to see the White Sox kind of match up. And, and the way that this season went for the White Sox, and they always say, like, how you finish a season, there's no statistical backing that it matters and that it impacts how you play in the postseason. But in 2019, when the Twins had a losing record against teams above 500, that was concerning. I mean, going into the playoffs was concerning. And this is different. I don't want to compare everything to that. But that was our last full-season division winner in the American League Central. Uh, was 2019 and, and Cleveland had a lot of success winning the central you know going to the World Series a lot of success in the playoffs but other than them like there just hasn't been recently any success out of this division in the postseason I think our our buddy Chris Castellani tweeted that the American League Central is one in 13 in the playoffs since 2019 I believe which is um, that's an incredible stat and I think it it there are there are reasons behind it uh, let's talk about those after the break before our season and review continues Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar has 12 original flavors, but they've added six new flavors as well. And these improved Built Bars are even deliciouser. Plus, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar, only five grams of net carbs for a type 1 diabetic like me, that is huge. Plus, right now, Bill Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch, so listen closely. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you also get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. My favorite flavors include the coconut almond, the peanut butter, the banana bread. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. I think there are reasons. I don't I don't ever want to say that I think the American League Central is like a horrendous division. It was a horrendous division this year. 
I don't think it'll continue to be a horrendous division. I think Detroit is going to be better. I think Kansas City has to be better with the high draft picks they continue to get. You know, they have the best prospect in baseball in Bobby Witt Jr., uh, shortstop, I believe, or second baseman. Middle infielder, Beast, had a monster year and is the best prospect now with Wander Franco graduating to the Rays. I think the division's going to get better. The White Sox are obviously going to be good now for the next uh, handful of years. All these guys are on extensions. You see what Luis Roberts doing in the playoffs. Uh, you've seen what he's done when he's healthy. It's Buck, it's Byron Buxton level production when he's healthy, and that sucks for the Twins. And I think even for the Twins, like they've stacked their farm system a little bit. They're going to have talent coming. I think the Twins. I'm hopeful that by 2023, as we always say, 2023, 2023, 2023, we'll have that next wave and we'll have that young talent and can get right back into the conversation uh, with the White Sox. I'm that's what we're hoping for and we're we're looking for and that's the goal here. So I don't think this division is going to suck for the foreseeable future, but it was very bad this year. And I think it was a lot worse than it was in 2019. Only the White Sox had a winning record in the American League Central, and no one lost 90 games. The Twins finished last and won 73 games. So there wasn't a punching bag like there was in 2019. There were two punching bags in 2019, but less resistance from all four teams that the White Sox were playing. Just not a lot of resistance all year. Not a lot of good pitching at all. They got to feast. Uh, and really, like, the lineup, Kansas City's lineup coming into the year I thought was pretty solid. And Detroit actually had a pretty decent offensive season. We know the Twins have a good lineup. And the White Sox benefited from a very healthy rotation as well. And you're seeing now with Carlos Rodon, a question mark, and, and a lot of innings on their arms I think has impacted going into the postseason has impacted their rotation. But I do think it matters, and I think they're different cases. Like I, I think, again, this White Sox team is clearly inexperienced in the playoffs. They, they've been there, but it was the expanded playoffs last year, and there were no fans, and it was way different. They've been there for two games, but this is the real deal now, and you can just tell and you can feel it as you watch. And you can this Astros team, I think it says maybe more about the Astros too, that they've been there. They've done that. They've won in October, whether it was clean or not. They've won in October cleanly and dirtily <laughs> in a dirty manner they've done it both ways so they know how to win their lineup's insane good starting pitching the Astros are going to be a force I think it says a little bit about both teams I don't think it has to go one way I don't think you have to say like oh this says more about the Astros than it does about the White Sox I think it goes both ways I think you're seeing that the Sox benefited from a, a truly horrific division uh this year and that's evidenced by their record now, including these two games against teams above 500. And there were other teams in the playoffs, like to be fair, that had losing records against teams above 500 this year. Um, but the, the Central was bad. And I think the argument that the Central was worse in 2019 is flawed because Cleveland was a really good team in 2019. And did they beat up on Kansas City and Detroit? Oh, yeah. I mean, the White Sox beat up on Kansas City and Detroit, and they won, I think, 73 or 74 games in 2019. Uh, the White Sox were a good, bad team two years ago. And then just we knew this was coming. Like We knew they were going to make that turn and make that stride. But what can happen and what I like from this front office and you know I, I appreciate about the White Sox and, and what Cleveland did too is you throw your hat in the ring every year and you say, okay, we're going to be competitive every year, give, our chance, give ourselves a chance to make the playoffs. And you don't know. Like baseball is weird and, yeah, you need a, a quote-unquote World Series roster – but baseball is so weird. Like you look at the Nats sneaking in a couple of years ago in the wild card game and winning the World Series after starting 19 and 31. 
the more times you throw your hat in the ring, the better chance you have of making that run to the World Series and ultimately winning a World Series. So any chance you have that you don't take advantage of, whether you get swept out or you lose in the first round or you lose in the ALCS, it's extremely disappointing because it's not guaranteed. And that's why we always praise you know, the Dodgers, the Astros for making the playoffs and making runs consistently because it's very difficult to do. And you look at the Dodgers this year with that amazing team. They won, what, 105, 106 games this year. I think they won 106 and didn't win the National League West. You're not guaranteed a thing. And so every time you win the division, every time you make the playoffs and you don't make a run, it's a disappointment. It is. It has to be. Now, there are the expectations go into that, right? Like if you're expected to, like the Dodgers this year, if they lose this series to the Giants, that's a major disappointment after they won the World Series last year. But a team like the Giants, like if they get to the NLCS or they get to the World Series and lose, that's still an incredible season. So expectations factor in. And I'm, I'm definitely not someone who says like you win the World Series or it's a, a lost season. Like I think 2019 for the Twins, even getting swept out of the ALDS, did so much for the fan base and did so much for Twins fans, myself included, to get back involved. Like, I wouldn't be on episode 455 today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. If not for 2019, and if not for the incredible year that they had, how entertaining they were, and how amazing that was to watch. So I will be forever grateful for that regular season. But every time you get into the playoffs and you don't cash in, it's a disappointment. And it's going to be disappointing. And you know, that sucks for the White Sox. For the Twins, that's a good thing. You don't want to see the White Sox have success. Uh, Craig Kimball got beat around today. And uh, that's another thing, like reliever volatility in, in the postseason. You never know what's going to happen. Let's continue our Twins season in review after the break as Byron Buxton returned and brought some new life to this lineup. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts, and all eyes are on that gridiron. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Bet Online. So Byron Buxton returns on June 19th from the uh, grade two hip strain, I believe was the exact designation there. At that point, Buck was hitting 370 with an OPS at almost 1,200 with nine homers, 10 doubles, uh, and 17 runs driven in in 24 games. Of course, he was the April American League MVP, uh, and things were dire at this point with the Twins. I, I talked yesterday about where things were at after they walked off for Aldis Chapman and, and how equally exciting and also uh, sad that was at the time, and this is shortly after that. So you look at this next wave, and this was, I mentioned at that time, looking and seeing 100 games left on the schedule, knowing that the Twins were out of it, getting that taste of hope as they walked off Chapman, or not even hope, just that taste of success and and what could have been. This was the low point of the season for me, 
definitely right now at this point was the low the low point of the season there were a lot of low points early on was a low point in that two and 13 stretch they had literally lost 13 out of 15 games I mean, if that's not a low point, I think that's what it was, 13 out of 15, if I remember correctly. Just unbelievable. That has to be a low point, but this was also a low point. And Buxton came back, and every time Buxton plays, he gives you that that energy, and he gives the team that energy, and he gives you a reason to watch. And I said throughout the year, in August and, and September, and even October, in the first weekend of October, Byron Buxton's worth the, the price of admission. He just is. He's one of those guys. He's in that category. And so when he was coming back at this time, it's always special. And he comes back in Texas, two games in Texas. Twins win both games, of course, because Buxton's playing. Uh, three for nine, he goes with a double and a homer. I don't want to put all this pressure on him either and say like, oh, the Twins win every game. Of course, they don't win every game when Buxton's in there. But the difference is so stark and so drastic. Every time he plays, I will continue to say of Byron Buxton, he does something that gives you a chance to win on almost every given night. Uh, June 21st versus Cincinnati, I was at this game with my oldest nanny kid. Buxton's drilled on the hand. He goes to first base. He says he's fine, clearly not. Broke his hand. Just so sad for him. He missed two-plus months at that point. I mean, he was standing at first base. I'm sure he knew something wasn't right with his hand, but just thinking like he just got back off the injured list. I think this was his third game back. Just got back off the injured list, third or fourth game, and then gets hit in the hand, and it's like you can't make this stuff up. And then at that point, you're asking yourself, what do we cheer for? Is the only thing we can cheer for a big return on Jose Barrios? <laughs> like that was, I laugh, but that was the biggest thing at that point. It was like, what are we going to get at the trade deadline for our assets, for these fan favorites, for Nelson Cruz and Jose Barrios? Just maybe the two biggest outside of Buxton favorites on the team. Just fans just adore Barrios and Cruz. Uh, Barrios, the homegrown star, Nelson Cruz steps in, makes an immediate impact on and off the field and in the city everywhere, and, and just is an amazing presence for the Twins. So that's that's what we're looking forward to at that point because Buxton's not playing. And I found, like, I enjoyed watching the Twins all year. I don't want to make it sound like I was like, oh, God, I got to watch the Twins again. In 162, there's going to be some nights like that. I enjoyed watching. A lot of nights I chose to watch. Um, I enjoyed watching, and I enjoyed watching Jorge Polanco, and I enjoyed watching Josh Donaldson, and I hope you enjoyed watching some of these guys too. But when Byron Buxton gets out, man, it's like, whew, it's just tough to swallow at that point. You got a month until the deadline, so you can't even really speculate. Like I had a, an episode, trades that I would look for for Jose Brios. It was like a month premature. It just And I, we were doing five episodes a week, so it, was, it just you didn't know what to do. Like it's, it's like I don't know what to do with my hands sort of thing. What do you, what do you even do at that point with a month to go? Uh, and the Buxton Terrors had no mercy on what was an otherwise extremely disappointing year. Uh, not only in a, an extremely disappointing year could we not get Buxton fully, uh, and but when he comes back, he's right out. He's he's out immediately and something that he can't control. And it's just, um, it, <laughs> it was the low point. I mean, I'll say it again. It was the low point. And I think it evidences Buxton's impact on fan morale too. Uh, because as soon as Buxton gets hurt, like, it's just this pit in your stomach that you feel. You feel this pit in your stomach like, oh, not again, not again. You feel for him. You also feel for just fans that want to watch, you know, fans that want to watch Byron Buxton play, but mostly for him and his career uh, and how brutal that must be for him because he knows what he can be now. And, and to not be able to do that in your prime years because you get hit on the pitch with a hand is just uh, – that's brutal. Next week, we're going to continue on season review. We're going to get close to the present day. I can't believe it. 
uh, we'll get close. And then report cards are going to start next week as well. So we'll start breaking down twin seasons and give out grades for every twin. Mentioned yesterday and the day before, some twins will have two days or uh, some some days will have two twins report cards. Excuse me. Other days we'll just have one. Like Buxton will have his own. Polo will be with Luis or eyes up the middle. I guess Louis was more of a left fielder, third baseman this year. Uh, but we'll talk about both of them, talk about their future. We'll talk about all the twins and give uh, grades, objective grades. I have favorite twins. You have favorite twins. We're going to be objective. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Thank you again. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy playoff baseball. It's been really fun. Thanks again for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MOB, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He's going to bring you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. Sully's the best. It's free and available on all platforms.